Hey listeners, Lex on the Decks here. Before you get stuck into this episode of Hot Girls, I wanted to let you know about something else you may be interested in. Though Hot Girls in its podcast format isn't releasing new episodes any longer, if you head over to my Substack, which is lexonthedecks.substack.com, you'll find more interviews and insight on gender minority artists and how to overcome any barriers to entry. You'll also get the opportunity to sign up to my weekly newsletter, Five Good Things. This is an email letter which will land in your inbox on Fridays, sharing five of my favourite cultural or creative discoveries of the week. You'll find all that on lexonthedex.substack.com. Thank you, and I hope you enjoy this episode of Hot Girls. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to Hot Girls with me, Lex on the Decks. Today, I am boosted by the energy of Alakai Harley, a UK dancehall top shotter. Alakai's career accelerated fast after a friend suggested she challenge herself to write, record, and shoot a new video every week. She was like, um, okay, I have no money or resources, but let's try. In the 10th week, she recorded a song which got picked up, signed, and changed her life, racking up millions of streams and views on YouTube. Since then, she has not stopped, and through this 40-minute conversation, she shares that journey, pulling back the curtain on the resilience she's needed, and also saying thank you to God for the blessings and the support in the trying times. Alakai Harley on the Hot Girls podcast. Let's go. Ladies, gentlemen, listen up. You're listening to Hot Girls. With Lex on the deck. We in the mix. It's fire. Keep it going. We on fire. From London for the world. Let's go in. I've always been told as well, my mum always says this thing, Willika Botwitalawa. And it's like, it's a little island, but um, such an impact on the world, you know? And lots of that is through music and stuff like that. So then when you moved to London, whereabouts did you settle? I, I first came to Peckham, and then only for like a, maybe a year. And then I was in um, Tulsa kind of area. And then like for the rest of my life since like, um, since like year seven, when I was 12, I've lived in um, Croydon. Croydon 40. Stay south. <laughs> Proper. south. <laughs> did, did you ever think about like, I don't know, going north or east or west? Or were you just like, no, I like my place? You know what? Yeah. I just never lived in any of those places. Yeah. So I've never actually thought about going there to live. I wouldn't like say no though. Like, 
yeah, I'm quite, I, I don't mind moving around. So, but I guess and, I've been used to South London. And so when you were growing up, where, was it a lot of Jamaican music that you were listening to? Or was it really just like music from everywhere? Like what, what was most of the music you were listening to? I'd say whether I liked it or not, the Jamaican music was going to be like, I was going to hear it in, in the house and all that stuff. But I was definitely, I'm listening to um, dancehall and all other genres as well. Um, I'd say mainly it would be, then again, I listen to everything. I'd say, well, obviously American influences, hip hop and stuff like that. And definitely grime. Like I was that kid that would stand up in front of um, grime and UK rap. Um, stand up in front of the TV, watching Channel U. Really? So, I'd say, so yeah, I'd say literally all of them, I listen to all that music, you know? Yeah. And when you first started having the inkling to become a musician or artist, can you remember that? Was it, was it really early on in your life or was it later on? I wanted to um, be a singer before I even came to England. So from the earliest stages of life, that I can ever remember, I'd already wanted to be a singer. It's just, I can't explain it any other way. You know, like, I feel like I'm the definition of I was born to do this and that's the best way I can say it because I can't actually, I, I can't tell you how I found music, how I understood singing, anything like that. I can just tell you that I've been doing this and I always, this is always what I wanted, yeah. Yeah, really amazing that you're doing it now because I feel like there's a lot of people who probably had that inkling and were told by people it wasn't a regular idea or whatever. Mm-hmm. So maybe mm-hmm. shut it down. Did anyone ever say that to you? Or, or, and would that have ever had an impact if they did? No one's actually directly said, don't do music. But however, I'd say probably every single teacher I've ever had has probably said to me, find a plan B, find a plan B. Um, they, it's not that they didn't love my music. I love the way I sang, but that was that was what they said, isn't it? You need a plan B, you need a plan B, and it might not work out. And it was kind of always that. That's what I always heard. Um, yeah, I never really listened to the plan B thing. Because um, <laughs> I was just like... I, I mean, I've done other things, but I was just like, I always had faith. And I feel like I never clocked why everything just went through one ear and out the other and I didn't really business. But it's because I literally had faith. Like, I never thought I was ever going to starve. I didn't think God was going to do that to me. Like, I always had faith that this was my purpose. And yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So before Golden, before you started releasing any of the music that you did, what was the stage before that when you first maybe started testing the testing the waters as an artist so in 2008 I recorded a song um, called daddy's gone and I put that song on YouTube and like that was kind of me dabbling into like you know the first stage of like well for me as young as I was it was it was the start of my career I was 12 and it was the start of my career and so I started putting out stuff and then in, in once I got to about 14 15 I think I, I did open mics here and there. Funny enough, not all of them I could actually, it was even my age, but I was there, boy. And I, I, did, <laughs> I did a lot of open mics and like I, I performed and I did um, competitions and I actually auditioned for like, um, but I always did the backstage auditions. I auditioned for The Voice, <laughs> Brains Got Talent, Alex Factor, like all the backstage auditions, no never got to the front ones, crazy. That's and bad. yeah, just like, I've never, I just got, I probably never even said that. But yeah, I did so much of those. And then in um, 2000 and I think 15, 2015, I kind of just start, decided to, to work on myself as an artist. Like it was, I don't know, it was a weird moment because it was just like, I don't know, I was just like, this is it. And so I basically decided that I was going to work on just performing. I was just going to focus on just performing and building myself as an artist and not putting anything out. So I did that for a year. And then coming into the end of the year, someone said to me, why don't you start putting out like stuff every week? Like, because she was around me and she saw how I created, but she felt like I wasn't able to, she felt like people needed to, I, I needed to offload basically. Mm-hmm. And she was right. I, I needed to offload So because I, I was just creating, creating. And I guess the open mics were good because I would write the song the day before and be able to rap it next day. And, and yeah, so she was like, do something where every week you release something and you shoot a video for it. And 
So I said, okay, I'm going to challenge myself. Let's do this. And I had to write these songs in a week, record them in a week and everything. Fair mind, I ain't got no money. So how? How sway? Literally. How sway? (laughs) But yeah, all you need is a faith of the size of a mustard seed, literally. But obviously I decided that's what I was going to do. It's crazy because the devil really tried to come at me. Like I I even got sick whilst I was doing it, like lost my voice, everything. Um, And just had to push through and Every week I did it, every Tuesday it was called Hot Shot Tuesday. And I, every week I made sure, even if they got it at like 11.59 p.m. Yeah, on Tuesday, <laughs> they got it. Like, and then um, I always thought that the that the 10th one would have been a song that I was doing at Open Mic. And it kept getting wheel-ups, the song that I'm talking about. So okay. I said, the 10th one is going to be that. But it's funny because bear in mind, I said to myself that, and I said to everyone, it's going to be, I record the song, write the song in the week and I record it and put it out. And that's how it has to work. It, it, that was the honesty. That's, that was the transparency. But however, I thought to drop that the ten, that one as the 10th one, it would be cute because everyone wanted it anyway. And it would be nice for them to have a, you know, a real version to listen to. And I recorded it and that wasn't it. Like, literally God said no. Like, that wasn't it, boy. Um, I was just like, no, that's not it. And yeah. And so I, I, was, I felt like I was in a bit of a place of like I was stuck and like the days were coming up on me. And then I think two days before the Tuesday, I went out to a um, place called Scandal's a party, a yardy party. And I didn't even like going to places like that at the time. I was really like, anxious and stuff. But I went and from the party <laughs> is where I got the inspiration to come home. I came home and I wrote gold and I wrote gold and finished gold. I think I only had the bridge left to do in the studio the next day. And as soon as I was writing gold, like I could just see, the, I could see the crowd. I could, like I just knew it's like I'm just sitting there and I'm writing it and I'm like, wow. <laughs> wow like after all these years this wow wow and it was just so crazy so I wrote it and I just knew like as in I knew I was gonna put it out and it was I just yeah so yeah I wrote that and I called Karma no I called Lavelle London first actually mm-hmm. big up Lavelle and I said please record me record this and he was like I can't I can't I think he had a session or something and then I called Karma and I was like please please and I think I came down the next day recorded it I don't even think I slept properly. And then I called Lillian and I said, you know, I called my friends basically. We need to shoot this. And we shot this video. We shot this mini video. We did the best we could with everything that God gave us. Like literally, and he says, do use what I give you in it and I'll give you more. I literally used yeah. everything I had, um, shot it, edited it the same night, stayed up, put it out and the world. Yeah, like everyone just received it and it was just amazing. And from there it grew and it got picked up by Shani B. Got and by Polydor, ex Brockow, we had a new video, and yeah, that's wow. that's that's how it was before gold. <laughs> wow, that is that's how it was. An amazing story, and also Aww. like I really really love that quote that you just said. I think it's um, I don't know if it's a Bible quote, but you said, "Use what I've given you, and I'll give you more." Yeah, I'll give you every just use what you've got, what I've given you, what, what you've got, and I'll give you so much more. Then you can even imagine. Yeah, I love and that. That's exactly what he did. Well, it's kind of mm. mad though, because like I was thinking when I was like when you came out with gold and like the music video and stuff, you looked so ready to be an artist, and maybe that's oh. because. Do you know what I mean? Like I think a lot of artists like they it takes them quite a long time. You know, there's like quite a few yeah. almost like. The early performances and the early videos can be like not necessarily uncomfortable, but you can see someone's like coming into themselves. But yeah, from from the outside, it looks like you were already already there. Thank you. I feel like as well, because it's because there's actually other videos that you get. <laughs> yes. Actually, like there's a whole catalogue of a whole. Like that's another thing. I've actually been I've gone by another name and everything as well. So it's like a proper journey where even though it kind of seems like oh you're ready, realistically, it's just that I guess I got to do my own little artist development in it yeah and I guess you know it's, it's crazy because it's like when once how can I explain it once um I found the song 
it's like I was ready as well because I'd done so much art development trying to you know yeah but no one ever sees that stuff you know for real for real one thing I can say with my fan base a lot of them are still from Hot Shot Tuesday a lot of like I still have like cool like it's weird it's crazy and it's but it's beautiful at the same time because a lot of them did see it and they are still riding you know and yeah I'm grateful for that as well yeah that's super powerful I think that's true with a lot of really successful artists as well like early fans spot something in them that they just yeah, love for real. so so when did you become Alakai Harley was that literally just before or was that through the process of Hotshot Tuesdays it was it was in 2015 Alakai Harley so initially I was gonna it was gonna be Alicia Harley because Alicia is actually my middle name first name Leslie Ann middle name Alicia last name Harley and I so I wanted it to be Alicia Harley and the, also the reason why I wanted to um finally use my name is because I initially wanted to use Leslie Ann because my dad gave me the name Leslie Ann but then I realized that my last name is also my dad's name so my last name as well so I decided I wanted to keep the Harley and I was going to do Alicia and then because Alicia is spelled my Alicia is spelled the same way as Alicia I felt like it would take so long for me to be able to get picked up if that makes sense like uh-huh. I kind of understood how like Google worked and everything like that at that point like, I really analyzed it so like I was like oh it's gonna if I want to change the name now I kind of set myself back a little bit especially knowing that I don't have money for promo xyz so I felt like oh I need to make it easier that it's easier to come up so I swapped around the last two letters and I thought I'd push the narrative of the fact that it's spelled A-L-I-C-A-I and just say Alicia because in my head I was like everyone's gonna look at it and they're gonna say they're gonna say Alicia where else Talk around the last two letters, and then um, I, I was in the studio with Karma, and then she called me Alakai, and I was like, "Bro, it's Alicia." She's like, "So why do you talk around letters?" I was like, <laughs> "You're the only, you're the only one that's done doing that." Yeah, everybody else in the world is gonna say Alicia first time, even if it's read as Alakai. I, I was like, "They're gonna say Alicia," and then <laughs> so she was like, "No, nah, it should be Alakai." And I was, I was like, hold on, because I only just decided to do it, by the way, the day before. Yeah, um, you're like, what? I've only just like, decided this. Come on. So she's like, no. Literally, she's like, no, Alakai. She's like, it just, there's a, she's like, there's a ring. It just feels like, she's like, Alakai. And I was like, as she said it, I was like, wait, Alakai. I was like, hold on. But I didn't, I, it's weird, because you know when you don't give someone a fat satisfaction straight away? Yeah. <laughs> like, That's too easy, too easy, too easy. I've been thinking about this all week, and you think you're going to come to me and tell me about Alakai. But yeah, um, she, she did that, and then. Um, I said, okay, let me sleep on it. And I went home and I slept on it and I prayed on it. And I came back and I said, it's Alakai Harley. <laughs> but the only difference is that I said, the only way it's Alakai Harley is you got to make sure as well the accent is on the last eye because that way you put it on YouTube, it's Alakai. So it actually said Alakai. And then, yeah, so we was now went to the open mics and I was now, because I think I'd gone to two open mics and said Alicia Harley. So now it was just like, it's Alakai Harley. But the funny thing is, yeah, I was still right because, um, yeah, everybody definitely still says Alicia. But really even now it's so funny because that's like the biggest mess up in it that happens all the time everyone's <laughs> like oh I thought your name was Alicia and I say no and I feel like I'm lying because like my middle yeah. name is it's just like just forget about it just know so you can find the music it's not like like you know often when people get annoyed at their names being mispronounced they're Literally. like why do you say that but you're like I know exactly what you're saying that <laughs> You know, I mean, I can't even cuss them. Because people expect me to cuss and I'm always like, oh, no, 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 it's Alakai. But in my heart, it's because I know I sold you the shoot, bruv. And I get it, innit? I get it. <laughs> it's mad, but yeah. So that Alakai Harley. Yeah. Mm. So then what happened next? Like, was that was that aftermath of gold quite surreal? Because it's just like like getting that pick up and then did it all feel like it moved really quickly from there? i say definitely. I think it's only probably... Um, <laughs> maybe like last week that I realized I don't think I ever breathed like I don't think I ever stopped like I really don't 
in terms of like to even take the time. I always I like I'm a very grateful person, and and I always and I'm always like counting my blessings and just be great. But I don't think I ever you know realized how much years it was. Even though I'd be like, oh, in 2017 when COVID was signed, I never realized. Oh my gosh, 2017 we're now in 2020, and it's only literally two weeks ago that I got to proper sit and realize that it did go fast. And I I when I when it started happening. I literally had tunnel vision. I don't think I look left. I don't like I just do. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. It definitely went fast. Um, yeah. That's it amazing that you did though. I was watching some of your interviews earlier and I saw that you kind of had a pretty tough personal time at the same time as that career takeoff was happening. Yeah. So how did you like, did you find it? I guess if you had tunnel vision and you did a lot of self-talk to just be like, go, go, go. But it must be super hard because as an artist, you're expected to be like have like all this energy and be super positive and like uh, yeah. just be like on really good form all the time did you did you have like ways that you were kind of I don't know speaking to yourself to be able to maintain that it's crazy because the thing with me is kind of I've always had this joy like, like as in it's not happiness it's joy it's like it's a different thing and that's based on like things happen and I, I had that when I was young and it's mad because I had to I've been trying to pull and find that again recently mm. but I had that joy in it and it's just like and I feel like I got a joy from God, honestly, because it's just like things are going to happen and things happen, but it's just, you know what I mean? Be grateful. And 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 that kind of kept me through. So even when um, with my ex passing in 2017, whilst everything was going on, I found a way to take out joy, man. And like, I don't know how I did, but I just prayed and I did because, and that's, that's that was, I think that was a main part of have, trying to, I, having, sorry, to have that tunnel vision because that had happened. I felt like if I had stopped, I would have failed. Like literally, I would have just let the world swallow me. Because yeah. it was it was so difficult, um, so there was no way I could have breathed. Like honestly, I I know I couldn't have stopped because it was like nah. You know when it's just like hey, what? It, yeah, it was that little bit of a head spinner. Yeah, bit, it was. I also sometimes I sometimes think of it as like, have you ever like I don't know if you're like a, a gym goer, but have you ever had to run on a treadmill when it's when it's not turned on? I haven't, you know. Do you know what? It's horrible. Don't do it. <laughs> I had oh. I had a personal trainer for a bit, and he and I remember that he made me do that. And it, it's like, it only moves if you keep pushing it. And if you slow down, it just stops moving. And I always think of that as like a bit of a metaphor at times when you're working. It's oh, like, yeah. you kind of can like keep going, but you know that if you think too much or you're like, you stop your legs moving, yeah. the treadmill's going to stop and then you're going to have to start it again. For true. No, yeah, that can be the feeling for real. So in terms of actually like establishing your sound and like those, those sort of, stages kind of of like working out exactly what you wanted to maybe sound like was that a big process for you or was it just a very natural thing I feel like in your voice you have quite a few you've got soul in your voice you've got like you there's a lot of things different kind of flexes that you can do as an artist like you're just one of those talents so yeah how has that process for you it's crazy because that was definitely a journey it was it was definitely a journey because I guess the world makes you feel like you had to pick something you had to pick one and whatever yeah and some even ask you that, won't they? They'll be like, "So what? What are you?" <laughs> literally, and it's like literally. That's that's what it is. And I, I, it was really a journey. But I thought that like that journey was everything before. You know, everything before gold when I was doing it, when I was doing it this, and you know, that was all that time. And especially in the Hotshot Tuesdays, that's when I literally. It's crazy because I did every single Tuesday. The sound was different, and I feel like maybe God wanted me to look at myself. You know, look at yourself. Like this is what you do. 
Not because you decided, oh, I want to follow fashion to do this musical. You literally would write this song. I write a song because that's how I feel. If it comes out as a dancehall tune, it does. If it comes out as hip hop, if it comes out as jazz, if it comes out as gospel, it's literally just whatever's coming out of me. Does that make sense? So, And yeah. I felt like I had to go through that whole Tuesday to realise, not because my man decided to box himself in or my girl, literally, you naturally cannot. It's impossible. And even more so now, I've realised I can't. It was, I was never born to do that. Like, as in all the things I naturally do is because, you know what I mean? It's yeah. just, yeah. So I really had to go on a journey and clock it. And yeah, once I did um, the Hot Shot Tuesdays from then, I kind of realised though that, because when gold came, I realised it's just like, just write what you feel like, innit? It's really interesting. It's really nice that you, you've already spoken a bit about faith and like the role that's played in your life in God. And like through through this podcast series, it's basically um, I do like biography episodes where I look at different artists and their careers and pretty much I think all I can't think of a single artist I've looked at that's been really successful that hasn't had a strong faith or a strong relationship is that something that you've always had growing up and like always. how how has that kind of guided you and shown up I guess at different points in your life so for me in terms of faith I always had faith um I got to big up my mum man because she's literally just from I've been like you know how I said as long as I can remember I've been singing for as long yeah. as I can remember my mother has always said in everything you do put God first and everything you do put God first and everything you do put God first and you know you hear it in and out your ears in and out your ears but I know I'm going to be telling my kids in everything you do put God first because when you do it's different like it's not even leaning on your own understanding it's just like it's a dying bible as well don't lean on your own understanding. just put in first and it, it works every single time and what was oh, sorry did I answer even answer the question <laughs> yeah you can just tell yeah I just, it's just amazing I'm sorry but um yeah with faith wait what's what's the question sorry um no yeah, yeah I was just talking about like has it been consistent in your life has it been something yeah. that you've worked on or you just always had it no I would say it's definitely something I've always had obviously sometimes your faith gets knocked you know and my one could have been knocked yesterday you know and it could have you know that happens a lot of the time and um and I just ask God for strength and you know because I'm human at the end of the day and and I go through things and things are going to happen. So they're going to add to feelings. And sometimes that can make our faith decrease. And sometimes we'll be asking God for stuff as well when it's not. And I'm like, so that happens as well. And I'm like, huh? but um, yeah, I just, I, I always seem to have at least, like I said, a faith <laughs> the size of a mustard seed. And that's good enough. For yeah. Lord, so. <laughs> so yeah, I know I at least always have that much. It might, sometimes I might, you know, step away from not praying or, you know, or I just feel like I might just be indulging in all the wrong stuff that, it's not because God said it's bad, but I know that it's just not good for me, for me to excel. But I don't yeah. think I've ever lost faith completely, not at all. Yeah. And then another thing that I've noticed that like a lot of successful artists have in their lives that's really helped them is a really good circle of people around you. True. Like who are some of those people for you who have been the kind of people work that you've worked with behind the scenes that have been really valuable? I would say the first person would be So Special K, SSK Music. He's a producer as well and one of my bestest friends. And that was from before Gold, um, I'd say, because of the fact that I think um, I was praying so hard for, for God to like, bring someone that was that loved music as well and stuff like that to be around me, um, but that had faith. And he really helped me with my faith as well. And just because because before God, I had this uh, moment of not knowing what to do because you're like, hold on, like, I was Christian and then da 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 And yeah, I feel like, so he he's a significant person, I'd say. But all the people are around me though. Black Russian, my manager Omar, like literally, um, they've added definitely, like, you know what I mean? I, yeah. I think I think the people in my camp anyway, like, is um, is definitely powerful. Yeah, are they a lot of people that you've kind of grown up with, or like, how did you how did you come together with them? Because I'm just thinking, like, if people are sort of 
say someone's super talented and they're like trying to get in the music game but they don't necessarily have anyone to turn to like did it feel almost like good fortune that brought you together with these people or did you actively look out for them what's um crazy is that um it's, it's all about um you have to go out there in it because i'd say with rush i met rush at a performance in shortage which was a girl's rush is my tour manager um by the way black russian i met her at girl gang a couple of years ago it was girl gang in shortage and she, she actually saw me when she was seeing me online and she came to watch me that's how we connected when she spoke to me at the time i'm not gonna lie anxiety was killing me she's like i was thinking get away <laughs> at the time it was really really uncomfortable but um and it was so funny because she clocked that and no one had ever clocked that and she pointed it out not that that point but down the line um and it took even quite a while for us to um you know end up like her being my tour manager but that was literally just that that was at an event with my manager omar that was through a family member previously because um, he's previously a manager as well. I, I think it's a lot of this industry, like, because I, I have a lot of people that, you know, I think it's all, yeah, it's different. It depends. Yeah. It's out there, isn't it? And you feel it. You feel people's vibes. Like, yeah. vibes, vibes is a big thing. Yeah, it's so funny, like those um, early meetings that you have with people and then you get to know them better and then you can look back at them and think about what you thought about them first of all. For real. <laughs> I didn't even think nothing bad. It was just that, I don't know, I just come off stage, innit? And she was like talking to me and it's like, oh, I just thinking, can you let me breathe? <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I felt like oh. this is a really quick question, but like, do you think that do you think the feeling before going on stage or after going on stage is better? Probably the feeling after coming off stage. Oh, no, is it? Because I like being on there as well, isn't it? <laughs> on there yeah, can be the best. On, yeah, on on there is the best. But c- coming off there probably rather than going on, it's crazy because I was speaking to my manager, and I feel like because the time went by, I didn't realize at the start of my career. <laughs> Even though everybody thought, oh, Ali's jumping on mic, innit? Like, I'm bad at any stage. <laughs> they don't even know. I was so shy. There was, really? uh, my manager reminded me of the, the other day, literally, every, I need to wee, I need to wee. Oh my God. <laughs> like, literally, and I never clocked, literally, every single time it was my, me next, you know, when it's next, I like, I hold uh, guys, um, I really need to use the toilet. And I never realised how, and then I'll panic. And I'll be like, oh my God, can we, can we pray? Can we pray? And it's only recent that, like, I clocked, oh my gosh, that all went, you know, I mean, I grew. This because this was after gold that, that was happening and no one even knew because by the time I got on the stage it was just like you know whining 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 yeah but before that boy that like, was proper panicking still like belly my belly would turn in yeah. <laughs> with that like energy that like high energy that you bring, you bring on stage and also I feel like nowadays with social media and stuff it's like not just energy but also there's like constant pressure to be always on form even like with your appearance as well it's like do you do you find that natural or are you good at that because I guess like I'm coming from someone who's not I'm like uh I need to put makeup on <laughs> you know this is a thing I'm so glad you asked this question when I was growing up yeah I could never see myself first of all anybody see me without makeup me without makeup without my hair and I think that's just based on your surroundings and what people have said to you xyz but for a very long time that was my own insecurities and I always wanted to I'm a person where if I've got an insecurity I'm kind of willing to stand up in front of people and kind of feel cringe and kind of feel like I'm dying inside just as long as after I don't have that insecurity if that makes sense yeah so for a very long time I wanted to kind of 
um, you know, not wear my makeup and, and be on like after gold. And I'm gonna be really honest, after gold, I wanted to be on my Instagram sometimes, put on my makeup, on my snap, da, 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 da. And I'm not gonna lie, there was people around me that was definitely, you know, making it like it was uh, no, no, because you've got to keep up a certain, certain way to um you know, do things, you know what I mean? And mm. for a very long time it got into my head, I'm not gonna lie to you. But I feel like it takes away you being a human being. Yeah, and that's one thing I've always wanted to keep the fact that I'm a human in it, and also it takes away you from being a human being it was messing with my um insecurities even more because what am I hiding because every single one of us do you know what I'm trying to say we don't we don't yeah. wake up with makeup on our faces and all these things and um that's what I'm saying 2020 has been a year of greatness and glory be to God because I couldn't care less honestly whether the makeup's on whether the wig's on whatever it's just like I don't even want people to love me for any of that it's honestly my heart and I don't want to love anybody else for their, anything that they have on them either I want it to be for my heart and what I do and what I stand for everything else I don't want it to be for nothing of my look or my appearance at all so now I don't business I obviously dress up myself I go I go out how when I, when I want to go out I love makeup I love hair I love looking pretty but there's no way I'm killing up myself feeling like I have to present a certain way especially when I feel like there's a narrative being run as if people are supposed to look like this every single day like like we're naturally supposed to be looking pink every day like we're naturally <laughs> supposed to be having makeup on it's actually a lie I'm like huh are you mad so yeah. I'm, just not, I'm not conforming still because in reality the normal thing to do is not necessarily even put on makeup so it's like I want everybody to know that it's not that deep in it yeah and also and like, yeah, let's be real like, like it's not people it's women like guys don't have to do you get me literally <laughs> but yeah no so I'm proper glad that now I'm definitely comfortable in um my own skin I think even shaving off my hair this year as well helped yeah mm. with yeah. that this, this is going to sound really like, maybe not, but like, was that a big decision? <laughs> was it a big, I wanted to do that for so long. And it's crazy because yeah. the, the time I did it, the year before that, I looked at my snap and I wanted to do it. The year before that, I looked at the snap, you know, the snap memories. And I yeah. wanted to do it on the same, around the same time. As in it was, well, it was on the same day, actually. That's what's really funny. <laughs> but I have a snap, basically snaps of just me. There's two different snaps. One of me showing my hair and I'm washing out my hair and I'm basically like, oh, um, I want to cut their hair and it's, it's saved in the memories, but I would have put it up um, two years ago. Yeah. Then the last one is just me sitting there saying, but I never put up that snap last year saying, I'm just going to cut my hair. Everyone needs to stop telling me no. And it's so crazy because they kept on telling me, no, 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 no. Once I cut that hair, boy, I just felt free. Like I just yeah. really did. Like, and, and that's what I mean by I'm okay to, you know what I mean? Step out of my comfort zone to be broke, to break free from whatever's holding me, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. for example, feeling insecure about my, oh, about showing your own hair. Okay, take it off. You get what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hundred percent. It sounds like this year has been quite a big year for you in terms of just like reflecting on stuff and and coming into a new space for yourself as a person. Definitely. What are some of the things that you think you've learned this year, or maybe brought into your life that's that's made it better? I think no matter how far you think you've gone in in like being sad or feeling ho- hopeless or just anything, yeah, God will always take you out of it. <laughs> that's actually what I've learned. I tell you that. Yeah. yeah yeah no matter how hurt you think you are in anything um there's always hope that's there's always hope if you have faith that's that's what I've learned do you do like um any journaling or any kind of practicing or do you just do a lot of thinking to kind of get yourself beyond into different spaces so the thing with me is I do sometimes way too much thinking that I even need to I overthink everything (laughs) so um I do a lot of thinking I don't Actually journal but I think maybe that's what my music is because the thing with me sometimes I write that little poems on my phone too um, so I think I just that's how I express through musical I sing as well so even though I don't I don't necessarily mean like I've sang and it's got it's the song that's going to go out but 
literally just singing just freestyle and just yeah, yeah. that's how I express yeah musically yeah so going into 2021 have you are you on a new label deal did I make that up? what's your label situation at the moment I'm with Parlophone and how and when did you sign with them I think it was in May I think it was in May this year May 2020 I think what are your what are your release plans and what have you what have you been working on through this year and then what are your plans for 2021 2021 the good good EP so the Red Room intro, Yard Calendar Return EP. That's that's what I'm looking forward to. The EP dropping. I've been working on the EP. Um, I've been working on so many other stuff, like to come out, like around everything. But definitely more music. There's music actually already lined up, like ready. So I'm really ex- excited. Sorry about that for um 2021, early 2021, and everybody just yeah, just more music. Yeah. Just, with the EP, you know. did you have like a really clear? Did you know exactly what you wanted to do with it or did you make tons of material and then pick? Tons of material. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. Like, obviously, we, you start and it, you start and you have stuff and you think it's finished and it's actually really not. And then you're adding and you're taking off and you have to break it down. But to be honest, my manager did say to me, he was like, if I didn't have that problem, then something would be wrong. It's a yeah. good, it was a good problem to have to try and narrow down the EP. You know? Yeah. Simple question or maybe not. <laughs> where is your, where's your happy place? Where's the space where you're like, oh, this is contentment? Do you know what, yeah? I feel like at times I thought I knew where it was and stuff like that. I think I'm on the way to finding it. Wherever it is, God's there. That's all I know. <laughs> because that's that's when I'm feeling most happy, you know, when I listen to gospel or myself. I don't know. I don't know where it is right now. I feel like maybe this, well, I'll maybe say this from like what you've said and then you can be like, no, Lex, that's not right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, go on, go on. But I kind of get the sense that like, maybe you're not someone who is like, oh, my happy place is like sitting on this sofa in this room. Like whenever I sit there, I always feel good. I feel like you can be happy in lots of different spaces depending yeah. on your like emotional space. Yeah, I think you're correct. 100%. Like, that's literally it. I don't think there's a specific place though. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. I think it's that's just liberating. Nice energy. Yeah. You were nominated for Mobe this year. Congratulations. Thank you so much. It Thank must you. have been a bit like, well, I can't go because it's not... <laughs> I know it. I know, but it just it is what it is, you know. It is. God's will. Yeah. Are you planning for live shows and stuff through 2021, or are you just like, let's just take it as it comes? If I'm planning for live shows, yeah, definitely planning for it. Definitely planning for it. Um, but I mean, the people got to put it on. <laughs> like, if I'm accepting the bookings, yes. <laughs> but obviously, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like the same thing. Like that coming into this year, a lot of stuff still got you know cancelled. So it's like. I mean, it's out of my hands, but if I'm accepting the bookings, yes. Yes. <laughs> okay, I've got um, a couple of like final questions for you. One yeah. is about goal setting and like, yeah, planning. Do you have a process for doing that kind of thing? Or do you just know in your own mind, like, okay, I want to get here as an artist. Let's just go on the journey and, and work it out as I go. There's times when I've written down stuff on paper, maybe like two years ago and stuff like that. I guess I just need, I'm hoping to maybe find them in one of these boxes or something and read them one day. But um, I don't think I ever actually look back at them. I think for me, I just kind of, it's more of a memory thing. Not so much something I write down anymore. It might be something I need to do. So I'll be saying this now and tomorrow. I'm, yeah, now I'm thinking I might go write down some stuff. Um, sometimes that stuff, stuff that's good as well. Just so yeah. you can, you know, no way. I know they say if you don't plan, you plan for... I mean, I ain't failing, but you know, <laughs> you're doing yeah. all right. But yeah, no. I, don't, I don't really, I don't really, yeah, I'm doing all right. But yeah, I might start, but no, I don't really. I'm gonna keep it as a mental memory and kind of know the purpose of why I'm doing what what I'm doing. I was looking, I was thinking earlier about instruction, and I was wondering how that came about, which I did with the toddler tea. 
And then I was also wondering, I hit you with two questions at once. Have you ever worked on a song like with someone or has like done a feature on something that you loved that didn't get released? So I'll answer the first one. Yeah. So the track Patonity, Instructors Festival, yeah, came out a year after it was initially recorded. That was nuts. Or a year after, year after? I don't know. But yeah, basically we've recorded it. And it doesn't, what, what you guys hear now is not even what it was when me and Toddler was first, first in the studio. It's like it had elements, but um, it, it, it's not, we checked, we picked it apart. Like when in the studio with Nate Starboy Nathan, like we did, we, like we picked everything apart, yeah. And like played with the song, but it's so crazy because the, I think the beauty of music and crumbs as well, the beauty of music is that sometimes I might not be able to hear something, but my brother, my brother Toddler, my brother, he did. And he sent me a voice note. Yeah, I think it was a voice note. And it was the um I think it was because I feel like that's how it started anyway. And he said, nah, sis. And he was like, sis. So nah, shout out to him, nah. Because <laughs> you sometimes record things, yeah. Like I said, we had it for a year, just you know, gone by your business. And the chorus was different as well. The chorus was um the chorus, I think the chorus was completely different. I'm telling you, it was a completely different thing. But he he heard something, you know, and um, yeah. And he, he said, Narcissus. And we went back in and we, we went back in and did about three different studio sessions to come back with instruction, how you hear it. And that's, I just love music so much, man. Yeah. Beautiful, proper. And in regards to the other question. So the question was, have <laughs> I ever done a feature that has not come out? <laughs> um, yes, I've done many. Um, this is the thing. <laughs> I haven't got a problem yet with it not coming out. I was thinking about this two days ago because I was like, nah, this is rude, you know? It's not <laughs> that. It's, 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 you know the ones where me, when I, when I, if I do a verse with someone, yeah, I am giving you the hardest verse for my soul. Like it's from my song. Everything I do, I literally will give it everything. I go my best. And so it's like, huh? <laughs> do you understand that I could have put that on my song? Yeah. Um, and one of the worst things yet is when you jump on the tune and then you kind of do your verse and you kind of double into um what you kind of, you know, to make it kind of gel with what they did, you might slightly touch on something they did in their chorus. So then now you can't even just take your damn verse because they ain't putting it out and just flip it or something because it's like, oh, bloody copyright, innit? So now you go pick, oh, it's just jarring. But so I ain't got a problem, obviously, because not every song's going to be a banger, but what irritates me is just the fact that I'm like, damn, like... That could have been for my freestyle, for my Instagram. So, yeah. <laughs> but most of the time, yeah. I do do that anyway. I don't really follow it. But, yeah, it does happen. It doesn't happen a lot. Yeah. You just have to be like, yeah. okay, we move. Yeah, or sometimes it's taken, yeah, or sometimes it's taken long. Or... Okay, thank you so much. I've enjoyed yeah. this conversation so much. If people are listening and they don't currently follow you, where are you at on the socials? Alicia Harley. Well, first of all, <laughs> I'm at, no, it's Alakai. Alakai. <laughs> first of all yeah big big up me for having me thank you so much god bless you and then um, for anybody listening it's alakai harley on everywhere as a-l-i-c-a-i-h-a-r-l-e-y and you stay blessed <laughs> amazing thanks everyone for listening and we will speak, see you next week bye bye what up let's Surprise, good women were destined to rise. Yeah. Inspiring, celebrating, uplifting the new generation. Some hot girls, you know the vibe. Yeah. All the hot girls come alive. All Some the hot girls, you know the vibe.